0: people deluded i'm back again thank you very much for tuning in to another edition of the deluded podcast and i thank you each and every time it means a lot now it's been a while since i've sat down and given you a lot content or shared my thoughts via this particular medium shout out to you whatever platform you're watching this on or listening better yet spotify whatever um whatever you lot are doing um you get the point We've seen a lot of Premier League football. Arsenal have finally got back to winning ways. It was lovely to finally beat West Ham 3-1 people. It was dramatic. Really, was we sick for the second half. But really, that 10-minute passage where we got our three goals. Other than that, same things continue. Not going to go over the last week's fixtures or the fixtures we've missed. But Oligo Le credit to him, people. Whatever people say about United... The last two games they've played, six points. You could argue that's a 12 point up because they're playing top six sides. You've got to give them credit. It remains to be seen whether Ollie's the man long term to take them forward um, or if the players are going to be able to achieve the objectives they set out in August. But game by game basis, they did well. I believe every player stood up to be counted against Manchester City and Spurs, respectively. Especially in the. Um, was it the City one? I can't remember. But Fred played decent in both of them. But there was one game he played really well and he really looked like the footballer you saw on YouTube prior to signing for Un- um, United. When United and City were linked with him. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Shout out to Aaron um, Wamba bissaka as well. Very good player. Marcus Rashford looks confident. Martial is just ice cold in front of goal at the moment when he takes his chances. Um, it's nice to see the is playing all right. Um, so, yeah, man. Um City, we've got City at the weekend and they're going to be looking for revenge people. But does the league potentially look out of favour for Manchester City? Listen, you can never say never, but it is Liverpool's to lose. As an Arsenal fan, I am... Actually, I know Liverpool are rivals, but my stance has softened on it, really. I know they are rivals, but I, before it was more, yeah, you want City to win. For me, they got Sterling and that, but now I don't really care. It's like City are a good side. I mean, you lot know me. I'm a big fan of Jurgen Klopp. I wish he came to Arsenal. He is undoubtedly one of the best managers to manage in the Premier League. Obviously, it's hard saying that while he hasn't technically won the Prem, but um, and if, if we want to stick purely to the Premier League, then potentially he might not have a leg to stand on until he wins it. But everything since he's been in England, He's obviously won cup competitions. Um, Has he won the League Cup? I know he's definitely got to a final. I can't remember if he's won it. FA Cup, they obviously haven't won it, but he's gone to two Champions League finals um, with Liverpool. Learned from mistakes of the first one. Claimed victory against Spurs. Looks like they could win the Premier League, or I say that, looks in all but theirs but name. Obviously, there's a chance of them also being invincibles. As an Arsenal fan, don't get twisted. I hope that don't happen um, because then we ain't got a leg to stand and I'll be fighting to the death saying, no, we're better than them, that team is better and blah, blah, blah. But really, it'd be a madness. Um, So, yeah, man, I think it looks decent. And I mean, you can't not speak about Leicester as well, people. Quick thoughts on Leicester. They are playing amazing. For me, they're going to get Champions League. But like I said, with Liverpool winning the league and Leicester getting champs, it's not done until it's done. I think it's more than likely, but again, injuries, loss of form, complacency. I'm not saying these things are going to happen, but these things happen in football and people. <clears throat> and I just don't believe until May to be speaking about these such such things, if you get my point. Um, so, yeah, it's been an eventful week domestically and in the Champions League. Like for me, Champions League, in fact, let me bring up all the Champions League fixtures quickly, people. It's, well, that's one thing we should talk about apologies why I just quickly type in I should have been prepared I had no plans to talk about this people I won't lie to you but Champions League results there we go oh no there we don't go what's going on here apologies people this is so unprofessional of me but it's showing me every result of all the games they've played this season I don't Trust me, I just need to see yesterday. Thank you. People, yeah. Where was we? Now, Bayern Munich beat Spurs three goals to one away from home. Ryan Sessignon scored a good goal. But other than that, it was a night to forget all sorts for Spurs. I don't think Spurs played terrible. Um, is a respectable loss, really. And I mean, Gennabry Coutinho... Kingsley Coleman before his injury and the rest of them Bayern Munich players are incredible footballers we know this is the last game in the group there's not really much to play for um, so yeah man Bayern Munich will always win in that and it is what it is PSG vs Galatasaray I mean Kylian Mbappe and Neymar just bringing out the party tricks if I'm PSG, both are always linked with moves away and ironically both to Spain, Neymar to Barca and Madrid, they will not, both won't go to the same club but Mbappe to Madrid as well. Um, obviously if if push came to shove, I'd want to keep both but I'd say longevity and what not, I'd probably want to sell Neymar because Mbappe is only going to get better. Neymar is a quality player and he's only going to get better respectively as well but the maths in terms of the years people, come on now. Um, I do think Neymar will eventually leave PSG. When he does, I don't know. Naturally, Mbappe will outgrow that league. He wants to have fun in France and do his thing domestically and accomplish his dreams there and maybe even just enjoy his life a bit more, just growing up and whatnot because people forget how young he actually is, not to be condescending at all. Um, The Madrid's, the Barca's, Juventus have been linked. These sort of clubs, the clubs that you can't turn down when they come for you, are going to circle. And you, you, you'd imagine it's destiny that he falls into the hands of one of the Spanish giants, whether Barcelona go for him and he links up with Dembele potentially, or who's um, also linked with moves to, to to go away from Barca as well, or if he goes to Madrid where. Cristiano Ronaldo, formerly there, one of his favourite players. Zidane, obviously, Zidane's still the manager. French ties as well as the Madrid, whatnot. It remains to be seen, but you saw, man, the link up play between him and Neymar were killing that being. And Neymar was amazing, people. Both scored. Cavani off the bench, probably unlucky not to start in a dead rubber game, really. Against Galatasaray, scored a penalty. Cardi's been in hot form. He got the goal-scoring on onto a good start for them. And also, Sarabia, he was doing his thing respectively as a decent sort of squad player. Um, so yeah, Juventus beat beat Bayern Leverkusen two goals to nil. Leverkusen have had a Champions League to forget really. Um, you saw Atletico claim um, three valuable points, winning two nil as well. They needed to win. You saw, uh, but did, I swear, Rodrago and Vazquez Junior both scored for Madrid yesterday. People, I could be wrong, but it was nice to see the Brazilian youngsters. And then, obviously, Modric scored at the end. But watching the highlights, didn't didn't really know what to expect because I swear, when Madrid scored their first goal, they conceded almost instantly. Lyon, who domestically have been having a poor campaign, and you actually seen um their defender marcelo has been subject to a banner calling him a donkey and he, he wants to leave their club and whatnot because he just he just doesn't apparently fears for his safety and whatnot um and things like that i believe leon lost i could be wrong wait i just what's going on yeah leon no, not leon they didn't lose they drew so that's been a difficult one um i always look out for leon and want leon to do all right people um Somehow, Atlanta are through as well. They won 3-0, but I swear they lost their first three games in the Champions League and they're still through. Um, listen, I'd like Atlanta to go as far as they can because you like the underdogs in the competition. Um, based on the fairy tale as to how they qualified last year, um, I like them as well. Um, they were sad to lose a couple of their players, Mancini, and I think they lost another player. Um, they, they lost him to Roman. I can't remember the other guy. Um, he was part of their team that helped them qualify for the competition. Um, Daniel Mo, I don't know how. He's still at Dynamo Zagreb, with all due respect to them. Don't think he's going to be there past this season. I would love Arsenal to go for him. He scored a very good goal against Manchester City. Obviously, you can't not speak about that game. You saw Gabriel Jesus get a hat-trick, people. It was a lovely hat-trick from him. All wellly well-taken finishes. And as a striker, that's the sort of moments you live for, people. Um, the game that I actually, like, watched under under the lights, um... Under scrutiny, people um at home Barcelona versus Inter Milan for obvious reasons. I know Inter Milan's not Inter anymore, but you see it. Um, Martinez, Latoural Martinez, he is his development since I came across him at the under twenties World Cup a couple of years ago when he got sent off against England has been remarkable. Um, he played well. He, uh, Inter had a couple of goals. That obviously Inter are now out of the competition, and for Arsenal, there's not there's what now Ajax, Inter Milan, um. And I believe there's a couple good teams dropping out of the Champions League into Europa League. Complicating it for us and United. But in terms of that game, Intercafield hard done by, in my opinion. Couple of goals ruled out for offside. Martinez was decent. Link up play with Lukaku. Lukaku looked decent technically. And I know people are always quick to run bants and laugh at Lukaku and carry on a so, so, certain sort of way with him because of what they deem as banter. But I think he's doing his thing. Barcelona are quality outfit. Is it Carlos Serena? Obviously, with some experience, he could be a very good player. I like how he does things at, at, at pace. He's very technically good. I can see why he's linked with a lone move away. He needs to go and play football. He can't be. He's too good, in my opinion. Him and Ricky Peak to be playing sporadically. Don't want to end up like Sergi Sampa. No disrespect to him. Obviously, Fatty came off the bench and scored. That young man is incredible. And hopefully his light keeps shining and he keeps developing people. Um Barcelona, I heard you want to sell Rakitic or Vidal. I know Arsenal have no chance of getting either. But if you want to loan us some, we can do our thing. And surely that Perez guy goes out on loan or or, or, is, or gets a chance at, at Barca as well. Because he another one, he's good technically. The run he made for his goal, he's very good running off the ball. I'm so sure that's his second goal he scored officially for Barca. So Barca are laughing. They rested players and still walked away with victory. Um, Valencia beat Ajax. Benfica won 3-0 against Zenit St-Petersburg. Dortmund, 10 men, nervy game, <clears throat> managed to win 2-1 against Salvia Prague. Jaden Sancho, who is linked with a move away, continues his good form in any capacity he plays scoring. Brandt and Weigel rescue, rescued the game for Dortmund after they um, conceded the equaliser in the 43rd minute. So what a half-time team talk that was. And what a la- last half an hour in the game, people, it really was. And um, with Brandt scoring in the 61st minute and Weigel in the 77th minute, respectively. Moving on from that, um, like I said, Leon and Leipzig drew 2-2. Chelsea beat Leo. Tammy Abraham, another day. Tammy Abraham is scoring... Obviously, Aspilicueta scored and former Chelsea player Lorik Remy scored for Leo as well. So that was a nice little moment for him. Obviously, already know Carlo Ancelotti, despite winning 4-0 against Gent in the last game, because of domestic form and the whole stuff that's been surrounding Napoli, he had to fall on his sword and he was terminated from his position as Napoli boss. Mohamed Salah scored an incredible goal in the 2-0 victory for Liverpool. Naby Keita also scored against Red Bull Salzburg as well. Salzburg as well, people. Apologies. So it is what it is in terms of the Champions League, people. Liverpool have won their group on 13 points. Napoli are second. Harsh for Carlo Ancelotti to get sacked despite reaching that and being second. If we look at Barcelona's group quickly, people, for you. Barca are 1st on 14 points, Dortmund uh, Dortmund have 10 points Sorry, and a 2nd, Praga last, Inter Milan drop into the Europa League which could be tricky for Arsenal. If we look at Chelsea's group quickly people, Ajax like I said have dropped into the Europa League as a result of um, being picked um, by Chelsea by a point. Chelsea finished 2nd, Valencia turned around and won the group finishing 11th people. At youth gen level, this is a pretty entertaining group as well because Leo got good players. I've watched Univar and Timba and... Is it Hansen? And all them Ajax young players. Obviously, Valencia have... Um, what's that French lad, is it? It's not Lattabody. It might That might be his name, but he's got an Afro. French lad. They just bought him from Lens or something. Baller. And they got Musa as well. Like, when Musa played against Chelsea, I think he struggled, but he looks very encouraging in that sixth position. Um, so, and Chelsea got some good players. Like, I believe... Tariq lamperty clubs would potentially be looking at him and a couple others in regards to maybe a temporary move or a permanent but i'm going off topic and talking about youth football back to this chelsea finished second now it's difficult because obviously the beauty about the champions league now is that anyone can play anyone so chelsea should be laughing for the fact that they're through but it all depends who they get now people like technically i don't know how it works but could for it it depending on seeding i don't know but could barca draw chelsea now chelsea fans have been through it they've had some good nights at new camp they've had remember that game where jogba was like he said effing disgrace so there's been some nervy moments there. Obviously, Ronaldinho's done his thing there. That's a that's a that's almost a throwback, man. When Chelsea and Barca used to buck each other, you knew it was dramatic. And their manager Frank Lampard, he knows about them dramatic nights against Barca at the Bridge and the New Camp Camp New whatever you want to refer to it as people. Um, so yeah, why is he not showing me Leon's group? Oh, yeah. Lyon. So, yeah, it's a bit irrelevant for Premier League fans, but Lyon are still through to the Champions League people to the next round, coming eighth, despite their terrible form and their terrible domestic form. Leipzig finished first on 11 points. Benfica, Champion, Champions League, drop-downs into the Europa League, coming come third with seven points. Zenit finished on seven points, but I believe goal difference made the difference. So, they are last in the competition from their group. Um... Let's look at Manchester City now. Who always seem to get these calm groups. No surprises. Manchester City came f- um, first with 14 points. Must admit, looking for second place. Pr- this was a good group for the neutrals because Shakhtar of Ukraine, Dynamo of Croatia, I believe, Atlanta of Italy. They've all got young players. They've all got different styles. It's all quite even, really. Like Shakhtar, you know, they've got typically have a lot of good South American players and play a good positive play um, playing style. Dynamo's never not got good technically players, technically gifted players, especially the Croatian nationals. You see what happened last season in terms of qualifying for Atlanta. If I had to put my money I probably would have went towards Shakhtar the next to win the group, but they've missed out and they drop into the Europa League. coming third with 6 points. Atlanta pipped everybody to second with 7 points. Dynamo Zagreb last on five points no more europa league or any european competition for them as far as they're concerned it's all a domestic thing for them obviously psg versus real madrid's group it started very well i swear them two played each other first game i could be wrong but they, they when they played each other both games it was quite good but psg won the group 16 points madrid came second on 11 points club bridge into the europa league with three points obviously Galatasaray had a terrible campaign, finished bottom of the pile with two points, which is disappointing, I'm sure. Um, I was, was almost about to miss out Spurs, people. Let's look at Spurs quickly. I, well, don't even need to look. You know they've come second. They're second with 10 points. Landslide from Bayern Munich on 18 points, sees them at first. I can't say that. Last team, Team that's last people um, that, they, that was in their group, uh, FC Shavina Can't say it, people, but they came last. And obviously, Olympiacos dropping to the Europa League on four points with finishing third. I think Olympiacos, based on that group, they can leave that group with credibility, really, because I mean, you'd expect Spurs and, and Munich to beat them and play better. But I think a couple of their players could get picked up by bigger clubs, like that wingers being linked with everyone. They gave Spurs a good game. I'm sure they didn't beat Bayern Munich, but they gave them a good game. They could leave. This competition with a lot more credibility than people might have initially given them credit for in my opinion people um so that was the champions league um <clears throat> so yeah moving away from that and, and in fact to tell a lot of people the Europa League is coming up shortly and obviously I'll have to pause this and come back to such but before I go and do such we might as well get on to just yeah we already spoke about well I don't know if i actually spoke about this or mentioned this first, people, because i've done a lot of retakes but um in short the, the fa the football association has decided not to bring charges against former crystal palace head coach david muir um he resigned last March month last march sorry following allegations he made a racial comment while on a premier league course last year in december now, in short, people, an internal investigation was made during which, as this was conducted, I believe, he stepped down from his position. This all comes to light following a complaint by a hotel employee while he was on this Premier League head of coaching course last December, December 2018. First and foremost, again, I don't know the specifics. I don't know him as a person. I don't know all the dynamics, so I don't want to talk from anything. But first and foremost, you obviously have to say, to be in this sort of hot water, being head of coaching, knowing how diverse football is and how inclusive it is, and especially Crystal Palace. Like, I don't really know south of the river, South London, I'm a North boy, but isn't that Croydon, Fordton, Heath and them sides there? Very diverse and multicultural backgrounds. So it displaying ignorance, again, if he did make this comment, whoever he did, whoever it was, I sympathise with, with the victim and whatnot but it preaches ignorance and a a club like football i mean a club like crystal palace that is a very close close ties to the community just a premier league club in in the 21st century um or just in 2019 really almost in 2020 this isn't what you want to hear now again i don't want to speculate but you've worked there for 11 years i'm pretty sure you didn't want to give it up is it a thing where you are innocent but you have to step down because the name's been thrown in the mud Or is it a thing where you're guilty and it's kind of a safe face, it's kind of, yo, let's before this gets any worse, for us, we're going to have to nip you in the bud. Either way, it is quite upsetting to hear this, and if he has made these these comments, hopefully something is done. But saying that, football is very, I'm not trying to paint any club with, with a brush. But football is very diverse and there's a lot of good individuals but there's a lot of dinosaurs and a lot of ignorant comments in relation to a lot of marginalized and ethnic minorities i'm at grassroots games frequently and i see these things and i hear them things from cultures and people of power you look at mark sampson you look at the guy who left a couple guys who left arsenal recently not to throw my team under the bus um, and just a couple of roles people have stepped down over such things people And so hopefully a resolution comes to that people and the appropriate things take their course and and whatnot. If he is guilty, throw the book. If he's not, then you need to clear, people need to clear their name and say sorry to him and and whatnot. Moving away from that, Joey Barton. Now, many people will see the word Joey, the name Joey Barton and assume what's this guy said now? And just because he said it, not necessarily agree or, or listen to him, but he's followed, he's followed in the comments, I believe, of Emma Hayes and said that they believe alterations of sorts should be made to female football. The main one I take away is smaller goals. Now I'm don't want to speculate and say certain things before people say I'm holding certain views. But again, there are certain comments or arguments people might say are females' body, female footballers as as athletic enough in terms of just the whole anatomy of the female and the male body to for the demands of football like such. Who knows? He did also say female football will always be inferior to male's football and that is a very ignorant statement to make and he might have been lost for words I'm not defending him people um if it was just pure ignorance it's just pure ignorance but if you was to ask me personally do I believe female football will, will ever be bigger than male football I'd And if you were to isolate the two, I don't think so at all. In an ideal world, you'd love them to both be an equal of similar stature. And then people are, I don't know, on a Saturday, you might go watch Arsenal's ladies. On a Sunday, it might be Arsenal's males and things like that. To be fair, I'm not the biggest watcher of Arsenal females. But whenever I'm watching the ladies, they're popping it. They're playing good football. We've got some serious hitters in in, in that team. They're playing much better football than the men. I guarantee you, if you swap the teams, we might get top four. So who knows, man? I don't really like ignorance I don't really care for color and race and and gender whatever you want to identify with in the 21st century which let's face it people whole gender identification and all these things has gone crazy I'm not going to expand anymore before people shoot the messenger but I believe it's inclusive. Um, there is a gen. If there's genuine science, because um, I mean Emma Hayes is a female herself, she's not going to say it to put people down. If if there's an actual science behind making the goal smaller, alterations of some sort to the pitch, I'm all for that to now enable sorry female footballers to just focus on football, to be the best they can be, and grow the sport, people. Because like I said, Arsenal ladies are popping it. Hopefully, it keeps growing. How the ladies' game grows even more, I don't know, man people i don't don't know it's it's i wouldn't say it's a young game but it's in comparison to the male sport we've got to remember there was a time females weren't even seen as shouldn't even be seen in shorts and being having any thoughts of doing anything other than being in the kitchen let alone playing football um obviously these are centuries ago but i'm getting that these are things you we kind of need to break down and whatnot to understand this female football is chasing the male's game by a number of years so it will take a very long time before if anything they're on the same stature Joey Barton himself, let's read his comments and let me stop offering my two pence and cents and whatnot. He has said, if we're going to make women's football better as a a spectator sport to stand on its own, in its own marketplace, if you keep playing on the same sizes of pitches as men with the same size of football as men and the men's rules, you're going to have an inferior product because men are bigger, stronger and faster than, than women. I mean i can get where you're coming from but that's a place of ignorance because it's, it's not necessarily true but okay let's carry on if you tailor it females football could take a lot of strides tactically and technically way beyond its current limitation let's be realistic about it the size of football for men is size five say we move the size of football of a woman's football down to a size four would anybody notice the difference? Potentially, yes, but you've, you can't lie beyond... If this wasn't Joey Barton necessarily saying that incident, that same sentence, people potentially wouldn't have an issue with it. And he's also said, no, but I guarantee you in terms of phys- physicality and output, level of passes and the range of passes, some of the women players would then be able, because the ball is a bit smaller and the ball's more suited to their phys- cycle... Physical state Physiological state people I'm even like I can't read them And like I, like I didn't Pass English but I mean I, I'll take what Everybody said With a pinch of salt There is some If there's genuine Science behind these Things then cool But Hmm Maybe the ball thing And the smaller goals There's science behind it But I don't necessarily Agree with that my personal opinion on the females' game is: I just think it's generally it's way too poor tactically. I mean, not tactically, technically. Like the technically level, there's Arsenal ladies are good. There's some good teams and players, but generally, it I find it quite terrible to watch. Just five yard passes, and a lot of people saying this probably couldn't do what they're doing, but it's terrible. Again, it sounds easy to say, but I believe in focus on the technical level and the level of players coming through naturally as these players start coming through in a tenfold they'll make teams stronger Team stronger means more exciting matches more exciting matches means greater people talking about it greater people talking about it means more demand on it and, and whatnot and if the technical level was there um would it would have like he said would, would like he said um decide the, the ball thing would it make it would it mean anything Again in terms of the makeup of the female anatomy and the male anatomy, if there's something that can be done to enable females to perform better and play better and aid them, I'm all for that. But the problem with this, not I'm not saying Joey Barton, but the problem when people have these sort of conversations, nine times out of ten is coming from a place of in, in of an inferior complex and it's coming from a place of ignorance. It's not coming from a place of to try and genuinely find how you can better a state of a game for a particular group of people. People. How can I say for people and then common people as in my you lot really made me addicted to the word people but moving away from that people (sighs) and there i go again um what should we speak about should we go over some transfer business quickly yeah let's do that yeah Yeah. so like i was saying people we might as well crack on with the transfer business or better yet some transfer news now just a couple of things i've come across apparently Barcelona are still interested in Hector Bellerin. Now, personally, I don't believe that, people. But if they were for argument's sake, then if we're not getting Semedo, then it's all dead. Like, if we're not getting 40, 50, whether you believe Bellerin's worth that, it's all dead. Now, shout out to Liverpool, people. And I've got to make this screen larger. Apologies for the click. But Liverpool have obviously activated the 7.2 basically release clause in the contract of Red Bull's, Red Bull, Salzburg's, Tanu Minamito. Now, I'm so sure he scored against Liverpool. He's very much what I would describe as the modern-day Asian player. They're very energetic, very good technically, very confident. He's a good player. I'm not watching him religiously. Clearly got an eye for goal. And, I mean, he's a good player. He's 24 years of age. He's got a release clause of seven-odd million. You can definitely make a lot worse moves than, than signing him. Apparently United are interested in him, a couple of Italian sides as well as um, Bundesliga clubs were having a look at him. So <clears throat> obviously Liverpool have done their due diligence, they've obviously scouted him a lot and Klopp is obviously German so he's got one extra ear, a third ear of his to the German market and he's probably been watching Bundesliga himself or whatnot and and. I've been watching I mean not what Bundesliga sorry been watching that sort of Red Bull domination thing because you've obviously got Leipzig and you've got Salzburg I know one plays in Austria and one plays in Germany but you what I mean is he probably knows that sort of stuff like the back of his hand and he's watching them with keen attention because typically a lot of Salzburg players make their way to Leipzig and whatnot. like you've got Adiemi, for example <clears throat> well he plays for Leipzig but I'm sure he went on loan to an Austrian club they're all owned by the same people um, so there's that apparently martinez of inter milan apparently manchester city real madrid and um barcelona are all looking at him barcelona want him to specifically replace that um luis suarez I think he's a good player. I think he's good enough to go there. He's still developing. Is he the finished product? Of course not. So you can imagine he will potentially struggle um, initially, but I believe quality shines science, Quality shines through and he'll eventually, you know, shine and show his quality. Um, you obviously see in Highland he's been linked with Manchester United. He's been linked with a lot of clubs. Allegedly in the last game he played in the Champions League where they lost, um, he thinking. he... There was 40 scouts lining up to watch him. Now, he's obviously going to be wanted by a lot of clubs because of his age, because of his talent, and his release clause allegedly is 20-odd million. Apparently yesterday, being Wednesday, he spoke to or his advisors flew in for talks with um, Leipzig and also um, Borussia Dortmund. And they would be two smart moves for him because, again, you could go United. They're a young side now. They're developing. You've obviously got Rashford, Martial and a couple of other young players more or less around the side. Um, So he'd play there. But when you're linked with the Madrid's and Barca's equally, Is it wise to go there now you look at different ratings but jovic of madrid is he exactly hitting the heights i believe that move will happen for highland what he should do is what allegedly looks to be doing go to a dortmund go to a salzburg play two three years there anything from one to three years there develop score goals become more of a complete player and then that move will still be there because he's what 19 people he's still young he's still young it's not about necessarily how good you are as a footballer going to the Madrid's and Barstas. It's a different ball game, And I think he would show his quality, but would he, is he necessarily ready in his heart of hearts? Mentally, as much as it is just about football, you'd have to say he's potentially not. People. Um, Ake is also wanted. Ake of Bournemouth is wanted by Manchester City and by his former club, Chelsea, people, which. You know Aké can play in a couple of roles center half by trade can play in midfield um can obviously do a, do a job at fullback. do you think he needs to improve marking from set pieces and off the ball but he's a very good player and the way Dortmund have been playing this season Aké probably feels he's achieved all he can he went to do- um Bournemouth sorry he went to Bournemouth played his games it looks like he's achieved all he can the chance to return to Stamford Bridge and be a part of some of the academy players and whatnot, sort of thing. As Lampard's playing them is good. Obviously, Manchester City, Pep Guardiola, challenging for titles. You can't reject that, and I'm sure there's other clubs interested in him as well. The good news or the silver lining, if there is any, for um, I keep saying Dortmund for Bournemouth, is because they'll you'd imagine they'd get anything from thirty to fifty, over fifty million for him because of the dynamics of the game. People, it's about what you can hustle simply in the Premier League these days, in my opinion. Um, so we'll see what happens in that regards, people. Moving on to the Premier League action this week, though. Yeah, people, apologies for that. At this moment now, I have finally watched the Europa League or Arsenal in the Europa League. We drew 2-2 against standard Liège, people. Now, Saka, Bakayo Saka, Saka Dino, as I coined the phrase and keep calling him, got us out of jail. First and foremost, Saka seems to be the only player that eats his hard food that is eating his jollof rice because he's not getting... You see, I love us us, 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 Arsenal young players and players in general, but you know the ones there, they're always getting out-muscled and Saka's the only one on this thing. Lovely cross from Saka to get us back in the game at 2-1. Even better link up play and finish for the 2-2 only player even without his goals even when was a goal down that looked on this i'm a big fan of joe woollett but he keeps switching off defensively i'm not going to scapegoat him alone because that was poor mistake from him but you look at us off the ball before it gets to that point what are we doing we still remain one of the worst coach teams generally off the ball i know there was a rotation in the team and a lack of rhythm within arsenal side because of the changes but it doesn't matter who plays the same consistencies are the same We were all calling for Mavropanos to get a chance, but you potentially see why he doesn't get a chance in Arsenal's first team at this moment in time, people. Um, Away from that, though, moving back to the Premier League, because I don't want to really harp on about the Europa. It's Wolves versus Tottenham. Spurs travel to Wolves. Wolves won their last Premier League meeting with Spurs, 3-1 at Wembley in December 2018. They've not won consecutive games spurs have only lost one of their last five away games against wolves so they should be in pretty high spirits or confidence wolves however are, are now unbeaten in in 11 premier league games people winning five during six that's amazing people they last the run better than that or the last run of such quality was in 1959 you've got to give nuno and his 11 players or squad of 26 credit um Since the start of last season, Wolves have taken more points from the 2018-19 top 6 than any other side who has finished outside these places last term, which again is a quality statistic and should give Jose Mourinho's men something to think about. Spurs on that note have lost 10 of their last 14 Premier League away games people. They've only they've won. However, they've won three of their last four Premier League matches under Jose, which is as many as they did in their previous 15 under such people. Um, which should give them confidence. They're a resurgent side under Jose Mourinho, but there's no denying their away form has been atrocious, people. And if you look at the statistics, Spurs have faced 58 shots on target in away games in the Premier League this season, more than any other side, which is more than an Arsenal side people one second something's dropped on the floor oh gosh apologies people that is very unprofessional of me but it's one of them you know you don't pick up you forget and then you lose it so back to spurs versus wolves now like i said man spurs is a waveform will give any spurs fan Worries going away from home, let alone going to the Molyneux. One man they'll have to watch out for from a Wolves perspective is Deli Alley. He's been involved in eight Premier League goals in nine games this season. Five goals, three assists. That's as many as he did in the previous 25 games last season where he got the same record. So he's resurgent. Also, Kane has scored nine Premier League goals this season and has the chance to become the first player to score ten plus in to score ten plus in six consecutive top-flight campaigns for Spurs since Robbie Keane. From a um, Spurs perspective, Raúl Jiménez has been directly involved in forty percent of Wolves' 191 shots in the Premier League this season. So, if they stop him, they kind of stop any creative outlet or any effort on goal now. They've obviously got Mortinho. They've got him in. Well, they've got Jimenez. They've got Yota. They've got Adama Traore, who seems to be resurgent in his new role. So you can't underestimate anyone or anything, people. Moving ahead to United, though. Manchester United are playing Everton. Duncan Ferguson's got them playing well against Chelsea. So they should have every bit of confidence travelling to Old Trafford. Old Trafford is still a difficult place to play. Let's remember Oli Gola Solskjaer's men um, got two. Well, six points from their last two games. I'd say it's a 12 point because of the top six games, people. Um, um, because of the, the fact they play top six. So both teams should be should be confidence, people. Should have confidence. Rashford has already, for example, has already equaled his best ever Premier League goal tally in a single season, which is 10 in 16 games, people. Previously, he had 10 in 33 in 2018-19. Richarlison has four goals in his last five Premier League games, including netting three in a row for the first time in this competition. So that's something to worry about. A certain man who loves away days at United is Gilfie Sigurdsson. He has scored four goals in his last five Premier League away games against United. Only Gerard, who has five... I, apologies if I said four, people. He does have four. Um, only Gerard has one better in five, which is... A pretty good record and a pretty good name to be in among in and amongst people. United are also looking to win their third consecutive Premier League game for the first time. Um, sorry, people, let me do that again. Manchester United are looking to win three consecutive Premier League games for the first time since winning their first six under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer back in January, people also statistically United do quite well in these games they have won 36 of their 54 Premier League games against Everton people um, which should give them every bit of confidence you've obviously got Palace against Brighton which is an evenly matched game I'm sure both teams would look to take three points Um, Palace um, Palace Palace's home games have played host to fewer goals than any other side this season seeing just 13 goals in eight games so Team seems to be a tight affair people um, Palace are also the only side in the league this season to have neither scored or conceded any goals from outside the box. This will also be Roy Hodgson's 100th game as Crystal Palace manager in all competitions so I'm sure they want to give their manager a decent you know it's decent reward for such people that's a good accolade barely people barely make it to 50 games i'm exaggerating but 50 games in their clubs let alone 100 so shout out to roy hudson um for, for that accomplishment for his club respectively people palace are also very good in terms of keeping clean sheets they've kept six only leicester with seven have won better um, but at the other end palace are failing to score goals they've scored seven this season people Um, Well, they failed to score in seven games, I believe. Um, Only Watford in nine games have managed to do worse than that. Palace have also lost each of their last three games played on a Monday. Um, And obviously, they lost this exact fixture last season. But since 1983, they haven't lost consecutive home games against Brighton. Obviously, you've got Brighton's Neil Maupay, who has scored six goals this season. um, Three times as many as any other Brighton player. So, you stop him, you potentially stop their outlet. Watford against... Liverpool, Liverpool against Watford. They welcome Watford to Anfield. Obviously, you know Liverpool have won their last... They've won six of their last seven games against Watford, one where they drew, conceding just four and actually scoring 25. Um, Liverpool have obviously won their last 15 Premier League games or top-flight home games. Um... So, it should, you you know what to expect against Liverpool, people. You should they, they It's probably damage limitation. Mo Salah, Firmino and the rest of them, they're going to wreak havoc. And what should scare them even more is that what for the to score in a league high of nine games this season, as I have said, and they're going against the top goal scorers, people. Um, low on confidence, low in terms of scoring and offering any fight. Liverpool will eat you alive like sheeps to the slaughter, people. It's going to be crazy. Obviously, Liverpool's last three home games against Watford has seen them win 6-1, 5-0 and 5-0 again. No side has ever won four consecutive home games by a margin of five plus goals against an opponent in top flight history. That's a bit of history for Liverpool to to, to get part, part of. Watford have lost their, their last 12 top flight games against teams starting the day at the top of the league and that run stretches back all the way to 1986 people. Burnley against Newcastle. Hopefully Newcastle win. You'd imagine mal- pressure is mounting on Burnley, um, on Sean Dyke, sorry, because they've been quite poor in terms of form. Um, w- Burnley have lost just one of their last six Premier League home games against Newcastle. So this could be where they turn it around, people obviously genjo shelvia scored in three consecutive league games for the first time in his career so he's on red hot form people Watford, burnley sorry haven't won a premier league game in which they've conceded a goal since defeating bournemouth 3-1 so if you take the lead against burnley you have half a chance of winning by that logic people. um what other games have we got we've got a lot of games to come up Next is obviously Chelsea versus Bournemouth. Now, Bournemouth have lost, what, six games in a row? Eddie Howe's been a loyal serviceman and done great, great things there. But you'd have to imagine when is something going to give? When is him and the Bournemouth chairman going to concede that it's over? Um, It's a bit of a mad one. Like I said, they've lost each of their last six, um, six Premier League games, I believe. Well, they've lost their last five Premier League games. They've lost each of their last six Premier League games in London, conceding 20 goals in the process. They lost against Arsenal, which shows how terrible you are. Spurs shipped shipped them the other week as well. They've won just six of 24 top-flight games in the capital, people. Um, With 33% of those victories coming at Chelsea, though, so you never know. They're not to be taken lightly. Chelsea have lost three of their last four Premier League games, as many as they did in the previous 20. None of 15 meetings between Chelsea and Bournemouth in all comps have ended in a draw with the Blues winning 11 of those, which both teams to score, somebody to win, someone could make some money, people. Um, since Bournemouth were actually promoted to the league in 2015, only Liverpool, with three, have beaten Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in, comp- in in the competition more times than the Cherries people. Tammy Abraham has obviously scored in, in consecutive games at Stamford Bridge for Chelsea. The last Englishman to do that was the last Englishman to score in three Premier League games in a row for the Blues. Takes us back to August 2010 and was their manager, Frank Lampard. Now, Harry Wilson, bit of a reunion with Frank Lampard after spending a year at Derby. He is Bournemouth's top goal scorer with six goals. Five of those strikes have come from a, come away from home. So he potentially could have something to say. Not going to spend too long on Leicester versus Norwich, people. Leicester are, you know, what? I'm an Arsenal fan, but I'm indirectly supporting Leicester this season. They give me joy watching them, to be fair with you. They've won three of their last, they've won their last three Premier League meetings against Norwich and you'd back them to ship Norwich at home when they come to them people. I mean, Leicester, one of the best defences, if not the best defence in the league. Um, Leicester have scored in at least two um at least twice in each of their last eight premier league games people norwich have conceded at least f- um twice in 13 of their 16 league games people so there could be a lot of goals in this game people it's crazy it is crazy vardy has obviously scored in his last eight games people um just three short of his own record he set in 2015 people um todd cantwell and t and two Timo Pukki have combined for more Premier League goals than any other pairing in the competition, which is five. Don't really know the relevance of that, but okay, cool. Yeah, I don't think there's anything more to say on that. I think Leicester will pack them in, but you never know what will happen. Sheffield versus Villa, two re- two promoted sides. Sheffield still City versus Villa putting some good football together. Sheffield have have only won just one of their last five games against um, Aston Villa when playing at home. Last win was 4-1 in the championship. Villa have won five of their last six meetings with Sheffield United. Um, Villa have faced Sheffield United without defeating the Premier League more than they faced any other side people. Um, Aston Villa have only lost one of their last 26 Premier League away games so they should have confidence going into this game. However, when you think of Sheffield United, you think of set pieces and Villa have conceded the most headed goals than any other Premier League team this season um, which is of eight and they've also not scored from ahead of this season themselves, people. Um, so we'll see. Now, West Ham lost to, to, to Arsenal so I'm sure against Southampton away, from, away to Southampton they'll want to put some revenge in there. Southampton have lost just one of their last five meetings with West Ham, conceding at least twice in each match. Um, Sorry. Southampton have lost four of their last five meetings with West Ham. They've conceded at least twice. Saints have have only lost three of their previous 12 games against the Hammers in the competition. So they're in a bit of a rut against them. On the flip side, West Ham have won more Premier League games against Southampton than they have against any other side, which sits at 16th. Added to that, West Ham have lost just one of their last seven games with Fabio, um, Lucas Fabianski sorry, starting in goal this season and they've lost seven of the nine when he hasn't been involved. Danny Ings has already scored in five Premier League defeats this season. The only Saints player to score in more defeats in a single campaign was Matt Letizia. Um Amazingly, Southampton's 13 last Premier League goals have been scored by English players that scored excluding own goals, which you never hear too much about that um west ham had put in a decent run away from home but after an unbeaten run of well after an unbeaten run of six premier league games away from home they've now lost three of their last four on the road people um which it is not probably going to give you any confidence from a west ham point of view now last but not least west um arsenal sorry arsenal versus city damage limitation it scared me so much i didn't want to say it first people I will do a more in-depth one on my YouTube channel. But for me, it's all about personally damage limitation. Respect. A respectable loss. Not letting Manchester City take their anger out on Arsenal, which they're looking to do after not having the best of results recently. Statistically, um, Arsenal have lost their last four meetings with City. The last time they lost five consecutive top flight games against a side was United between 1983 and 1985. City have won their last two Premier League games against Arsenal, more than they previously did in their last 32. Manchester City could become the first team to win three consecutive top-flight games against Arsenal since West Ham did it in 91-95. to 95. Um, We're obviously, from an Arsenal perspective, looking to secure back-to-back victories for the first time in the league since August, which kind of sums up why we've been poor, because that, the one when i think of a statistic like that it t- takes me back to consistency we've shown no consistency so we haven't got anything positive sadly as well in all competitions arsenal have conceded at least two goals in each of their last three home games which is quite scary and is a record we haven't done um since 1986 where it was a run of five people which this is a run of three that was a run of five that's quite scary City don't want to lose this game because they've already lost four Premier League games this season. That's as many as they did last season. They've won 10 of their last they've won 10 of their last 11 games in the top flight and Pep Guardiola will probably be preaching the importance of making sure that continues. Not sure on Sergio Agüero's fitness, potentially sure he misses out on this, but he scored in eight he scored eight goals in his last eight appearances against us people. From an Arsenal perspective, we obviously have Lacazette Lacazette is uh, is the highest Premier League scorer this season with 100%. Arsenal's Lacazette is the highest Premier League scorer this season with 100% of his goals coming at home. Meanwhile, Gabriel Jesus is the highest scorer with 100% of his goals in away games, which is both five. So what I think they mean is that Lacazette's the best in terms of what he's doing in, at home, in terms of at the Emirates. Up to not really sure why you included that stat. Um... In terms of the lineup, I would go with Leno, Leno, Bellerin if fit, Callum Chambers, defense there's not anyone that really screams, so if Holden isn't fit, the best of the chuckle brothers between Luiz and Socrates, I'll go with David Luiz. Left-back, Kalajinac is the only one available. Midfield, I'd go with Lucas Torreira. I personally believe Gwendoza and Joe haven't been in good form, so we have to go with Xhaka. Don't feel Xhaka had the the best of games in his last outing against West Ham, but I think it, provided he recovers from his concussion, he'll be all right to play in that game. Um, ironically, you could actually not play him, but I would probably, I just think you've got to pick players that are playing okay at this moment. I'll probably change my mind when I do my YouTube preview, but like I said, Lennon, centre-halves, Louise and, and Chambers... Right-back if fit, Bellerin if not Maitland-Niles, Kolasinac at left-back, Torreira-Jacques in midfield, Mezit Ozil, up front, Aubameyang, on the left-hand side, Gabriel Martinelli, on the right-hand side, Pepe. Now, Pokayo Saka should feel hard done by because of his Europa League performance, he's probably played his way into that side and longberg has a difficult decision to make, but we'll have to see. On that note though, people, that wraps up my podcast and thank you for sticking with me for these 50 minutes and whatnot. Make sure you check out all my socials and everything's in the description. Make sure you check out my YouTube content. Thank you very much for supporting the movement. I'm out.